Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome back to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your host, Katie Beth Hand. Our guests today are Atomic Business Coach founders and hosts of the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast, Adam Hurd and Tom Marino. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us, Katie. Absolutely. So excited to have you on the show. I, there's so much on your website that I've been looking through that I have questions about. So before we dive right in with questions about what you do, I want you guys, and Adam, I'm going to call on you first. Talk to me a little bit about your background and what got you into founding this atomic coaching business. Yeah. So my background is uh, over the course of the last 24 years, I've been in financial services. So a lot of the people that you speak to, I own a financial planning firm. I'm a CPFA, seven different licenses, designations, everything else. Um, I worked in banking for about a decade. Then I was lucky enough to uh, see that that was a dead end road for financial services. And uh, I was going to work my nine to five and you know make a quarter million dollars and be miserable. And I didn't want to do that. I, uh, I had a good career in investments and insurance while I was an assistant vice president for Citigroup. And uh, I went, looked on different paths, and I found MetLife. And uh, it was a wonderful family there. And they were changing their perception of, instead of being life, insurances, uh, life insurance agents, they wanted to be advisors. And I was part of the MetLife Premier Client Group, which is how I became a financial planner. Um, at that point, they built it up so well that they sold us for $300 million to MassMutual. And... Because I was at a higher level there, they gave me an opportunity to form my own practice inside of Mass Mutual called 642 Advising. And as I was doing my financial planning, the majority of clients that worked with me were business owners. So I slowly pivoted into doing more business advisement than just financial planning. And as I was doing more and more of this, I realized, wow, there is a, a whole white space for business owners that truly need to understand how to run their business, not just the numbers, but how do they live their life? How do they operate? How do they become a leader? And through that cultivation of my existing network, um, I met Tom and we decided to create this company, Atomic Business Coaching. And we are differentiators. We come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and we work with our clients simultaneously, which we have not found any other coaching culture or company do this. And uh, so Tom can give you, I guess, some of his as well. Perfect. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I love that you come from such unique backgrounds because I knew that about you, Adam, with financial services. And then Tom, yours is even more unique to me coming from a healthcare background. So tell right. our listeners a little bit about how you made the jump from that to what you do now. Yeah, so it's it's really been an awesome journey. Um, so I have been in medicine for 22 years. Um, I recently, quote unquote, retired from medicine in July of this year to really pursue our, our business full-time and, and to continue running my other business. Um, and really the way it came about is I've been in healthcare administration the last 15 years. And I've held uh, regional vice president operations positions. I've held the chief transformation role for a non-for-profit uh, community health center in Manhattan. And all throughout my career, I've always focused on developing people. And one of the things that happened about six years ago in 2017 is, is I was burnt out 
from helping people and from helping being in healthcare. And one of the things that happened was I quit a job that I had for 60 days and I had no job to go to. So I was there, mortgage, wife, kids, no job to go to. How am I going to pay the bills? And I started my own healthcare consulting company. And I was fortunate enough that one of my former uh, bosses hired me full time as a consultant. And then I took on a couple other clients and it was one of the best years of my life. And what I learned in that year was that we really do control our own destiny and control our own path forward. And I wanted to empower other people to do that. So in 2018, I started my life coaching business and, you know, coming from healthcare, being trained as a clinician, um, I've also had a, always had a high affinity for uh, psychology and brain and behavior. In fact, I worked in psychiatry, my first job out as a PA, and I also taught psychiatry to PA students at SUNY Downstate in Brooklyn, New York for 10 years. And my understanding of brain and behavior and all of this really equipped me well to become a life coach and to help people with their life issues that maybe necessarily didn't have mental health issues. And, you know, through my work, a lot of business owners were coming to me and working with me in that capacity. And Adam and I met at a networking event in a group that Adam had founded. And we realized we were working with the same people. They need, my people needed help with their business and his people needed help with their mindset. And that's really what brought the two of us together. That, that combining of both of our backgrounds and the people that we work with utilizing the skills that we both had, we realized we can make a bigger impact on giving these people a life of harmony. And that's really what our ultimate goal is at Atomic Business Coaching, is to give business owners this life of harmony, to be able to be the entrepreneurs and business owners that they want to be, but not having to give up their entire lives to be that and make and still be very successful. So that's how we came together, started this business. We've been doing this business together for the last 18 months. And it's, it's been a, an amazing adventure. We've gotten to work with amazing people. And it's just been, we, we sit down every day and we look at each other and go, dude, we're just fulfilling our purpose. And this is the best part about what we get to do every day. Yeah, there is no better feeling than feeling like you are, that you have a purpose and that you're meeting people's real needs. And I love, with everything I've read, what I really love that I feel like sets you to a part is that holistic approach to the coaching that you do, meeting both of those types of needs and being there for that. Tell me a little bit about, is that one of the things that inspired you guys to write your book? Tell our listeners a little bit about your book and the inspiration from that and what they can learn from that. Yeah, our book, uh, which is called The Atomic Game Changer, um, this is really centered around the nine core principles that we believe each and every business owner or even person or parent or spouse, that you need to have these nine different principles in order to have success in all aspects of your life. And the way that this came about really was that we were starting to really reflect back. And Tom's taught me a lot about reflection and gratitude, which is great. It's like being in this business, I get my own coach, you know, it's kind of great. Um, but I was reflecting back on some of the major successes that I've had with clients of people exiting their business for 90 million plus and people, you know, retiring at the age of 40 when they thought they were going to have to work till 65 and collect Medicare. Uh, and it was it was this reflection that I started to recognize the patterns of these people all had these same principles, these same standards, as we call them, to their lives and their business. 
And that's what really began the process of, hey, we should get this out to the public and show them, here's what you could have. And then what we do in the book is we use Tom's medical background. If we have the diagnosis and the prescription and the antidote to all these things, that's the methodology we use to explain each chapter by chapter of how you can look at this and see, are you lacking in one of these nine areas? And if you follow our protocol, you can then overcome that with very simple daily tactics. Um, so that's that's really where it stemmed from. I love that your book is almost like seeing the doctor and getting the prescription that you need. So give me an example of what would one of those principles be? And then what would your, you don't have to give us all the goods, but what would your recommendation be? Yeah. So one of our big principles, like I mentioned before, is harmony. That's 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 our eighth principle of the nine. And, you know, it, it's really a, the book is an opportunity for you to practice something every day or when you're struggling with something in particular. So what we do is, is we've broken it down into the different principles and it's really more of a desk reference. And I think it's really important people see the book as I can pick this up at any point and be like, okay, I'm really struggling with harmony. I'm trying to fit this thing, you know, together and make my work and my life and everything balance. And work-life balance is nonsense. It's BS. It doesn't exist. We all know it. It's about work. Yes, you said you said that uh, on, on in one of the interviews I watched with you. So I want you to elaborate. I'm glad you brought it up again. I don't know that that's something that that everybody would really agree with. So elaborate a little bit more on that for us, Tom. Well, where does work-life balance really come from? Work-life balance comes from this idea that I work a nine to five and at five o'clock I could shut off and go home and live my life. Well, for business owners, that doesn't exist. You don't you don't shut anything off as a business owner. You are continuously a business owner seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And you have to, if you want to be successful in that business, you have to give the time and the dedication to your business, but you also have to limit the distractions in your life too. And a lot of things people get distracted by are what they're giving up for their business, not spending the time with their spouse or spending time with their kids and being able to be the dad or the mom that they really want to be for their children. And Adam and I both try and strive every day to live a life of harmony. And what harmony really is, is if you think of any beautiful melody in music, harmony is that contra melody. It's that thing that enhances the sound and and the, and makes the song so much better. And every part has every instrument has a piece to play in that harmony and in that symphony of the music. That not everything is going to happen all at once. It happens in pieces and it happens in flow. And that's what we try to get people to is is to create a flow in their life. So as a business owner, you don't have to necessarily work nine to five. You can work whenever you choose to work. What you have to do is, is you have to make the times for key things. And when we work with people, we tell them to literally take four buckets. And sometimes they have them do an activity of taking marbles and putting in each bucket how much time they're spending by the hour equals one marble, right? So that they could start to see where they're spending their time and they're struggling to spend their time. So the four buckets that we really emphasize with everyone to create this life of harmony is time for yourself, time for your business, time for your family and your children, and then time for everything else. And if you look at everything as you have the time for, you're making the time for all four of those things, there are times that the business is going to be larger. Today, you're going to do a lot of work and you can, you're not going to be able to really spend time with your family. But tomorrow, 
you're spending four hours with them because it's Friday night and it's family night and you're making the time for that. And this, there's a time to work and there's a time to play and there's a time to take care of yourself. And what we mean by that harmony is being able to do everything that you really want to do so that you feel whole and complete. So that's, that's what we mean by, and work-life balance, it's BS because we're not trying to pit anything against each other. It has to be continuous, continuous and solid and flow through so that you you are not fighting yourself because balance is pitting two things against each other. Harmony is everything flows. I agree with that. That makes perfect sense. Adam, do you have other thoughts to add on that topic? Um, as far as on harmony, yeah, it's, I mean, it's there's a lot of guilt, right? Um, so when people are trying to have this work-life balance, they, they're constantly riddled with guilt. And they, they think like, oh, my gosh, I'm here with my kids at the basketball game or whatever. And I really should be working right now. And it shouldn't feel that way. You should have this freedom. And you entered into becoming a business owner to have freedom. That's typically why people did this. You wanted to set the course. And if you're allowing your business to control the rest of your life, then you're really not a success. And vice versa, if you're allowing your life or your laziness to control your business, then you're not going to be a success either, right? But it's about not having this guilt, not like Tom was saying, having this competition between my personal and my work and my family and all these other items. No, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, being a business owner, and you said it earlier, Tom, it's constant. It is, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you feel like you're just on all the time, making business decisions, making financial decisions, course correcting for things, worrying about the employees that work for you, worrying about your own family. It's, it is a constant barrage of things and it's constant, exhausting decision-making. So, what is your recommendation? What is the wisdom you guys would give to business owners who are listening about how to be able to make decisions with confidence and have clarity around the decisions they're making? Yeah, and that's I appreciate you using that because that is kind of my entire life's mission. Every business that I've had, whether it was financial planning and I still own and operate that practice or this coaching business or some of the other things I do, what I say my mission in life has been is to help change people's lives by bringing confidence and clarity to decision-making. The problem is a lot of people are trying to make a decision and they don't have the clarity on even why they want to make it. And then because they don't have the clarity on why they want to make it, they don't have the confidence to actually make the decision. And what tends to happen is they look around the room for someone else to advise them. Okay. Now you need advice to get guidance so you can then make the decision right? We need financial advisors, we need legal advisors, we need coaches to get the information. But at the end of the day, when someone hires an advisor, it's not to make decisions for you. It's to say, here are your options, here are the consequences. And that's what I feel a lot of people in business are left to, especially we focus on, uh, it's a newer term called purple collar workers. Everyone's heard of white collar and everyone's heard of blue collar. What a purple collar worker is, is someone that's in the trade or has a skill and a business that focuses on both the blue collar and the white collar. So for instance, if you own um, an architectural firm, okay, you, you have to actually be able to design and do drawings and work with the building department, but then you have to go in the field and actually build the building. So we call those types of people purple collar. And when you're set and you have to make a decision as a business owner in the purple collar industry, and you're so overwhelmed with, I got to make the drawings right. I got to build the building right. You don't have the ability to make decisions because you don't have this confidence and clarity. 
And that's truly where we have come in is to help them not only be great at the purple collar, but now build the skill set and the confidence and clarity to be a business owner as well. I love that. That's great. And kind of leading into that as well, Palm, talk to us a little bit about your background and how that helps you help people overcome what you call their limiting beliefs. What are some mistakes that you see people making and how do you help business owners overcome those limiting beliefs? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of us have sabotaging habits and, and behaviors. And a lot of my work with our clients is, is you know, Adam works on the business. I work on the owner, right? And I'm working on the owner's mindset and working to help them remove those sabotaging behaviors that are creating limiting beliefs because limiting beliefs come from judgment, right? That's the root of most limiting beliefs is we believe something because we feel judged in a certain way or we somebody said something about us and made a judgment about us that necessarily wasn't true. You know, and when I hear people say the words, I can't do this, I don't do this, or I won't do this, that's where I start to hear limiting limiting beliefs. And my goal is, is to help people change their language in, in improving what they do believe, because our language really influences everything that we believe about ourselves and what we are able and capable of doing. You know, I'm, I'm certified also in neurolinguistic programming. So I look at the root of the language that we use. And it's one of those things where if you are going to walk around every day saying, I can't be the vice president, the, the CEO, or I can't be the vice president, or I can't do this. Well, then you're not going to do it. Right. So the goal is, is to not let you be influenced by anything outside of yourself that you know to be true for yourself. And that's what I really try to get to is people's truth in the core of their truth. And a lot of that is, is, is really presented through the evidence, right? You guys are lawyers and evidence has to support everything that you do and, and to defend your case. you I make people defend their case to me around their limiting belief. I ask them, what evidence do you have that supports that you can or cannot do this? And as they evaluate that, they recognize that they don't have any evidence. And that really mitigates and refutes the whole belief. And now, and now we rewrite a new belief what they really want to believe about themselves to reach their full potential. You know, it, it comes from childhood. A lot of our sabotaging behaviors come from childhood. And this is where my understanding of psychosocial development and, and understanding how we see and perceive the world from a very young age to as we get older is a lot of the things that we develop are defense mechanisms because someone did something to us or said something to us that caused us to think that thing about ourselves. Like I was told I would never be successful in medicine because I didn't have the quote unquote quote grades and I wasn't going to get into medical school. And one of my professors in college said, you'll never make it in medicine. Well, there were 30 people that I know that went into medicine. Very few of them wound up going the full way and practicing. I was one of 30 that wound up actually practicing medicine. And it was because I didn't allow that person's imposition of their belief about me to influence what I knew about myself. But it comes with that confidence in yourself. It comes with that self-trust to be able to dispute what someone may have said about you so that you no longer believe it and you do not make it part of your belief system. And that's really where it, it changes for people is we get people to believe different things about themselves, especially when they're owners in a business. I never thought I could 
do this. Like we have an architect we're working on right now. The guy came to us, you know, making $200,000 a year. He's going to break 800 this year. And in a year from now, we're projecting that he's going to be around $5 million based on this trajectory. And he looks at us and goes, he didn't say that was impossible anymore. When he first started with us, it was impossible to break the 800,000. But we created possibility. And when we said, you're going to do 5 million, he said, okay, let's go. It wasn't because he now believed that to be true about himself. And, and that came from disputing his limiting beliefs. That's great. So, so talk to me a little bit about, um, so we've got the book, which is great. And we will link that for all of our listeners as well. Um, and Stan, thank you for joining us. The The book really serves as a desk reference. And, and I can't wait for us to get a copy of that for these nine problems. And then these guys provide the strategies and solutions for those problems for business owners. And so I love the idea of the book, but talk to us also, you guys have a podcast, um, something Stan and I are passionate about as well. What can our listener, listeners really expect on the podcast? Do you guys cover different, what types of topics do you cover? Do you have other guests and experts on the show? What can we expect from uh, your podcast? Yeah, we we uh, we do a variety of um, segments on there. So we do we have special guests on there that can highlight um, or bring expertise to the area of work that we're trying to speak on or an issue that we've noticed either in our own practice or in one of our clients. So we'll have those experts on as someone who can bring additional value to the business owner and that purple collar professional. The remainder of the podcast is really Tom and I um, talking about what's going on in people's businesses and stories. And, and we, we say that our stories are your solutions because we get an opportunity to really peek behind the curtain in so many people's lives and businesses. And obviously we protect their, their confident, you know, confidentiality. Uh, but we share some of these experiences because what we believed when we started this podcast is not everybody can afford to work with a coach. Not everybody has the time to invest in a systematic approach to doing this. And we felt it would be foolish of us not to share all of these stories with the rest of the world, because there are people that can gain value, whether it's from one episode or listening every single Friday morning to it. But there is so many things that when they listen to it, and we've gotten this feedback of, wow, I've been there too. I didn't realize that's how you can approach the situation. Or I felt all alone. Thank goodness you mentioned that because I thought it was just me. I thought I was crazy. And we try to solve people's problems by giving tactical approaches on how you can approach things. We try to share different experiences so you can, like I said, recognize you know, that, oh, here's something that I may come up against as I build my business. And that's really where we came from this. At the, at the end of the day, you know, you even speaking to the theme of the, the show of yours here, if you want to be a leader and you want to have a legacy, right, you have to build something, right? That's the only way. You can't expect it to just be handed to you. And most of our listeners are business owners. And what happens is they forget sometimes that if you just build a legacy in your business, that's not all there is. You want to build a legacy in your life and with your family. I mean, I look at my father and all he's left to me and the wisdom, not just the money he'll leave to my kids because my stepmother is only 11 years older than me and she'll probably outlive me. Um, <laughs> and they have a very good trust and will. So it's all going to the kids. <laughs> and I appreciate that. But the idea is he left me so many other things of how to be a father, 
of how, you know, how to carry myself throughout life. So there's this legacy that you should carry both in your bank account and in your character. And those are the types of things that we want to impress upon business owners, that you have the choice to do this. You have the ability to control your destiny. And you may need some guidance along the way. And that's what we hope our podcast provides. I love that. That's great. Stan, what questions do you have for Tom and Adam? Yeah, sorry, guys, for jumping in late on this. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with this because what you guys are saying seems really relevant, particularly to me today. And so, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I guess my question is uh, for our, our listeners, how is, who, who's your target audience? I mean, who is it that is a good fit for you to work with? And what does that look like uh, in terms of the, like the, like the length of time of the relationship they have with you, the investment they make in that. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you get that question a lot. So I'm really interested to hear, hear your answer. Yeah. I'll give you some examples. Um, So we, we have a multitude of different programs and opportunities to work with us from even, even free. We have a Facebook group where we give advice in there. There's no cost whatsoever. And we do um, twice a week, we come in there and open it up for Q and a, um, because we really, we, I, we've been blessed, you know, Tom's had a great medical practice. I still own a great financial planning practice. Um, yes, this is a business for profit and we want to make money, but we feel there's plenty of knowledge and expertise we can give back to the world. So we have free opportunities for people to work with us. Our paid opportunities range anywhere from as low as $2,500 up to our annual retainer program is $52,000 a year. Um, they are commitments either from a, a an eight-week program to an annual program. And really the people that tend to gravitate towards us, um, we've talked a little bit about the purple collar, and that's, again, someone who ha has both blue collar and white collar aspects to their industry. But it's really people that they they uh, have been in business relatively new, one to seven years. They had this expertise in their trade or profession, but they really never got a formal education or had formal experience in being a business owner. They have hit the ceiling right? They've, they've worked their butts off and it's like they've had success finally, but they're making the most money they've ever made, yet they have the lowest income they've ever had. And they're like, how is this possible? And it's really confusing to them. Like, I don't understand. I was making more money when I had a job and I'm working twice the hours now. And they look at their business and say, there is a potential. There's a potential for me to cross this threshold of maybe a million dollars, but they have no free time to do this. And they have a lack of staff. And they're literally handing every single role in the company. And we asked them, do you own a job or do you own a business? And that's that differentiator. When they have this epiphany of like, oh my gosh, I just created a new job for myself. I don't really own anything. I'm not really leading anything. I'm just doing twice the amount of work. And I have the craziest boss in the world because he overworks me and underpays me because it's me. And that's the people that tend to get to us. And it's there's one key word is they typically think or say, I'm stuck. And when they realize I'm stuck, that's how we usually get recommended from accountants and from bankers. And they say, hey, I have this business owner. You need to speak to them. And how does the process work then once, once you get engaged? Is this uh, virtual, on site, uh, you meet? I mean, what, what is it, what's the relationship look like? Yeah, so we we do a lot of our work is over Zoom um, and we meet. It depends mostly on on what they sign up for. But most people we're meeting with every week and the beginning of the week, you're meeting with Adam and towards the middle to the end of the week, you're meeting with me. 
Because in a lot of our process, Adam is working on the business and I'm working on the owner. So what that really means is, is Adam is really getting them to look at what is going on in their business, what's lacking from an infrastructure perspective, what's lacking from a financial perspective, what's needed to really accelerate the business to bring it to the next level. And that brings up a lot of crap for a lot of people. It stirs up this pot of, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. How am I going to do all this? Blah, blah, blah. And then I come in towards the middle to the end of the week and I work on your mindset. And I, I Miyagi you and I get you to think differently and I move you to a different place so that you can execute on what Adam has asked you to execute on. Right. So Adam brings the confidence and the clarity. I bring the mindset and the execution and build the momentum in that execution. And that's really how we partner together. So depending most of our programs. They're structured a little differently, but the key essence is, is you're meeting with us regularly. The key is to meet every week because we do see the biggest progress and the most accomplished when people meet with us every single week. And and I think it's it's a whole point of getting unstuck, right? Bringing the confidence and clarity to being able to make good decisions gets you unstuck and drives you to action, which then I help you to take. And that's really how our programs are structured to work. Um, one of the things I'll add that was Adam was talking about is when they when when people come to us feeling stuck is because they've been doing it all. And a lot of these clients that we have don't know how to hire people or even go about the first process of writing standard operating procedures or doing job descriptions or asking the right interview questions and all of that. And Adam and I have a program called Build the Team where we really help these solopreneurs, because most of them are solopreneurs, maybe they have four or five people that work for them. And we give them the tools to build that infrastructure to provide sustainable growth for their businesses. I mean, we had a guy we were working with, and a husband and wife team actually, that run a restoration business. They were doing all the work. He was stressed out. He was running all over the place. He was not sleeping well because he was answering the phone in the middle of the night when pipes were bursting and fires were happening and he had to run to these jobs. And he was so reluctant to hire people because he didn't trust other people. And so through what Adam and I have done, we've helped him to build trust. He now has 10 people working for him and has gone from just about $600,000 in revenue to $2.3 million this year. In a matter of really a year, that happened because he was able to embrace trusting other people, learning how to hire the right people. How to, you know, you, you hire fast, you fire faster, you promote the fastest. That's that's Grant Cardone, right? Who's who that? Gary Vaynerchuk, I forget. Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, that's the key that we instill in a lot of our business owners is, is to be able to, to do that so that they can fully get back their lives. Because the success with us, like we were saying earlier, is the harmony, but it's the time back. It's the time back that you want as the owner, the time that like Adam and I get to drive our kids to school in the morning and pick them up in the afternoon. A lot of our clients now get to do that and they weren't doing that in the past. We give people back their lives and we give them that harmony to be able to have successful businesses and live a life that they love. So that's, and that's what the whole framework. Beautiful. Pretty compelling guys. Very compelling. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want our listeners to know about? 
Um, not on our end, but you know, I would say anybody who did get any value out of this and anyone who's listening, um, you know, the fact that Stan and Katie brought us on here just speaks volumes to what they're trying to do for all of you as listeners. And, you know, me as a, a practicing financial planner to this date, it's so important to really have good advisors around you. And if they're providing this kind of resource out here, I can only imagine the work that they're doing in person with their clients. So if you did get value, I would say follow them, subscribe to them, listen to this more often and share this with somebody else who could potentially value from it. That's how all of us as podcasters grow. You know, we want to get that word out there. And, you know, I appreciate you, Katie and Stan, for having us on. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Our guests today were Adam Hurd and Tom Marino. And for more information on Adam and Tom and the work that they do, you can find them at atomiccoaching.com. You can also find what they're doing on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and you can find them on LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out the Atomic Coaching Podcast. And Adam and Tom, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.